0: Welcome to the green version of Theology Refresh. We're talking envy with Joe Rigney, who's a professor at Bethlehem College and Seminary. Joe, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Maybe folks have clicked on this podcast thinking, envy? What, what does that do in that Theology Refresh podcast alongside topics like the new birth and sanctification and new creation? Why would we talk about envy? I
1: think one reason is that envy is uh, one of those sins um, that doesn't get a lot of play because it's the sort of sin that hides really well. Um, it's a pervasive sin, I think, culturally speaking, and, uh, and so um, advertising is built on appealing, appeals to envy. Um, uh, I think a lot of the, our political debates are shaped by various factions envying other people's stuff and uh, capabilities and so forth. And so um, so envy is one of those sins that's with us, but it's the sin that never speaks its name. Mm -hmm. No one wants to cop to it. Uh, People can admit I'm proud. People can admit uh, I struggle with sexual sin or something like that. But no one wants to say, you know what, I'm really just eaten up by envy um, because we all regard it as sort of this petty sin. And so because of that, any time you can take take a few moments and really think about uh, what is it, how does it work, how does it function in the soul, and then how do we kill it? That's the real question that we want to get to, is how do we put this sin to death? Um, I think that's vital for uh, Theology Refresh, for for helping uh, Christian leaders understand um, the sorts of issues they'll face in churches and in their own lives. Before
0: we get to the how on attacking envy, let's nail down a, a definition, a working one, and, and tether it to a few biblical texts. So... If, My
1: simple definition would be something, and I don't know if this is original to me, or if I picked it up someplace, uh, would be something like a feeling of unhappiness at the blessing uh, or fortune of others. So it's when something good happens to somebody else, and you feel unhappy that something good happened to them, uh, which makes envy a little bit different than jealousy. They often get paired together. Mm -hmm. um, But jealousy is more oriented to things that we ourselves own, which is why jealousy is not always a sin. God's jealous because... Uh, he's jealous of our worship because it's rightfully his. Uh, it's okay for me to be jealous of my wife's affections because she's my wife. Envy's oriented towards other people's success, other people's blessings. Um, and so that would be kind of a, a working definition. And it's related to sins like covetousness, sort of in, inordinate desire. Uh, it's related to malice. Uh, Which is sort of that when you have that unhappiness translate into more hatred and I want them I want to take them down or I'd I'd love to see them taken down a notch Uh, Rivalry resentment all of these sort of sins are all in the cluster uh, of envy and they show up in the Bible in a number of different places um in fact, uh, the, the works of the flesh, which are the opposite of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians mm-hmm. 5, um, really consist of two categories of sins. There's the, the sexual sin, there's a, a number of sexual sins that are mentioned there, and then there's a cluster of envy, rivalry, malice mm. that are all mentioned together. And so Paul seems to have in particular um, sexual sin and envy, which again is why you look at our culture and the church today, and you can say, what, what are the issues we're dealing with? Well, we know we're dealing with sexual confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how many of us really recognize that we're really dealing with this envy, malice, resentment, rivalry piece uh, on a daily basis, both within and without the church. Um, and then one of my—one one text that always kind of comes up for me when I'm thinking about fighting envy in my own life is Proverbs 27.4. Um, wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before envy? Hmm. And so when you have wrath and anger and they're put in terms of those are, those are pretty bad— but who can stand before envy, Um, we know we're dealing with something that that God considers to be very, very potent.
0: So you would say there's uh, there's more than just becoming aware of the reality of envy. That's an important first step, just awareness of envy, seeing it in our own Mm -hmm. hearts uh, as we are sinning in terms of envy to become aware of that. But then what next? How do we go on the attack to try to put to death envy in our lives?
1: Yeah, so... um, So first you need to know what these things are. It does no good to have definitions of sin just floating. You you then need to move them and figure out what circumstances uh, would I be prone to that particular sin. So just in the same way that a guy who knows that he deals with sexual sin is going to be mindful when he's at the grocery store and and, and walking by the, the magazine rack with all of the magazines that that shouldn't be there or you wish weren't there. <laughs> um, he's gonna be mindful of that if he's wise. Uh, you wanna be mindful of, okay, I'm prone to envy as all of us are. And so what situations does that come up, come up with? Is it certain relationships, right? Envy often operates close to home, right? I don't envy um, necessarily uh, say as a, as a scholar, uh, scholar and pa- uh, professor, um, I don't envy someone like John Piper because I put him in a different category than myself. But a friend who's maybe also a professor um, who's, you know, in his 30s, his opportunities all of a sudden are, you know, ripe uh, for envy for oh, me. That's right. And so I want to be mindful of which relationships is it going to attack because it's always going to go at that relational level. Um, so that's one thing is, is to work it in at that level. And then, and then to be aware of the way it masquerades, to, to recognize again, um, it's going to ask questions that may not sound envious. They may sound innocuous, it may sound innocent, like, what about me? Hmm. Or why not me? And it couches itself in sort of this, uh, fairness, right? Or justice, something a wrong has been done because that person got something that I wanted. Well, what do you mean a wrong has been done? Wrong hasn't been done because God blessed them. Right. God's got enough blessing for everybody. Um, and so that would be the, the place that I would go first, uh, would be remembering, um, that God is rich in grace. God is rich in blessing. He's not going to run out. If he has, he has enough for them and enough for you. He's not up there, and and it's kill or be killed. Only, there can be only one. That's envy wants to think that way. Envy mm-hmm. wants to think that God's favor um, is going to run out. And so, if they get it, that means there's less for me. But that's not the way God works. He's rich in grace. Um, and so, being defined by the grace of God, orienting yourself by God has been unfathomably gracious to me, um, is sort of at the at the bottom of the fight.
0: That's right. Uh, telling yourself truths in that moment, biblical truths, uh, gospel truths, and any others that are go-to's for you in the, the moment of battle? Yeah, so um, one of the ways, I think, to anchor yourself in the grace
1: of God, um, the proper response to grace, there's, there's two for human beings. Uh, one is gratitude for what God has done and is doing right now, and so when you notice that somebody else has been given something, you ought to thank God for what he gave to them. You ought to receive God's blessing for yourself, for them, so that you're joining them in the in the uh, gratitude, and then you ought to then turn yourself and say, what what do I have to be grateful for? So it's really hard to um, for envy to hide in a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so that's so that's one is cultivating a, a heart of gratitude. The other response, of course, is faith in future grace, believing that. Um, whatever God's done to this point is only the beginning. It's only the tip of the iceberg. There's always more grace coming. And so a sense of optimism to look at how God has blessed someone else and to say, uh, say another Christian, and to say, God loves me like that. He has things for me too, and I'm gonna believe that they're coming. Um, and so gratitude and and faith uh, in future grace. Um, and then probably uh, one of the ones that I've cultivated, this is so countercultural, I think in our day, and something that Christians really need to recover. Um, It's the love of inequality. Um, We live in a very egalitarian age, and uh, there are scholars of of envy, if you can believe that, who have actually written things like um, egalitarianism is the ideology of envy. Mm. Like it's the, uh, whether it's uh, gender egalitarianism, whether it's uh, economic egalitarianism, you know, everybody always has to have the same socialism, those sort of things are driven by envy because envy always wants to pull those who are up down, Mm. it wants to level down. I think, uh, as Dorothy Sayers said, envy is the great leveler. Mm. Um, But it's not a elevate you, you know, pressing on towards those who are beyond you in the faith. It's tearing them down to your level. Um, But one of the things about the scriptures that we know is that God loves inequality. He does. Um, There's a kind of equality that that he loves and builds in. We're all made in the image of God. But in terms of gifts, talents, abilities, opportunities, blessings, um, God is, is unequally lavish, at least according to our standards. And that's not a bug, it's a feature. And so one of the things that I try to tell myself is um, I really want to own the body analogy that Paul uses for mm. the church. Yes. I want that to work its way deep into my bones um, so that I know that hands are not eyes, are not feet, and that God intends for it to be that way. So that so that when I see someone who has other opportunities or other gifts that I don't have, I'm really grateful that they are not like me, and that I celebrate that and glory in that. Not just that I'm okay with it and but a little bit put off, but that I delight in it um, deeply. And so I want to embrace inequalities um, and and not dwell on the fact that uh, there's this comparative e- in, mm. you know element. Or mm-hmm. well, I'm not an I, and so I'm angry. Um, And so I think that embracing inequalities is a huge thing for the Church, especially in a day where egalitarianism
0: is the cultural standard. That's right. Uh, How about, as we close here, uh, in particular, uh, an exhortation you'd have for for leaders, those who are leading in churches or ministries, who have others in their way, serving in leadership positions, uh, what kind of charge would you give them related to envy?
1: Well, one of the nice things about the scriptures when it comes to the sin is that uh, it is a running subtext in a lot of biblical stories that we know about. Um, and so um, reflecting on those biblical stories and seeing yourself in them, which character are you in that story? So when you read the Cain and Abel story, which one are you? Are, are you Cain who's looking at God's approval of Abel and is so eaten up that you kill him? Mm. There's there's envy to malice to murder. Um and, uh, or uh, with uh, Joseph and his brothers, right? Um, God's hands on Joseph for, for blessing, and his brothers get eaten up by envy and sell him into slavery. Which are you like them? Um, or in terms of leaders, I think a great passage to really reflect on, um, it's an extended you know, narrative, um, is the story of uh, Saul, David, and Jonathan. Um, because one of the f- hallmarks of Saul's downfall is this moment when the crowds are shouting, Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. Mm-hmm. And Saul cannot stand this. He cannot stand. So as a, particularly for leaders who are trying to groom, say, other leaders, um, are you not just okay with but eagerly anticipating the day when those whom you are investing in surpass you? Good. Do you really want them to be better preachers than you, to be better leaders, to be better counselors? Are you hoping and praying, and when, and when they get there, and all of a sudden they're, they're your equals, they're your mm-hmm. peers, are you just thinking, this is the greatest thing ever? Um, this is how God's going to move the gospel forward? Or does it become a competition? You're, you're, there's rivalry in the mix. And so if you, if you compare the way that Saul sees David's success, and then see the way Jonathan, Saul's son, sees David's success— and Jonathan, of course, says, I know God's hands upon you. I know God's torn the kingdom from my family, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm with you. I'm still, I'm still your brother, David. I'm still with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that the throne that was supposed to come to me is now going to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to be like Jonathan in that story. Um, most of us want to cast ourselves as David, um, but we're not always going to be David. We need to be um, good and glad. That uh, that we can be Jonathan. That's good.
0: Thank you, Joe. Thank you for the time you've given to this and how uh, you're helping us think through this. So important. Well, Would my, you, my pleasure. You close us in prayer. I'd be happy to. Lord, um, we want to glory
1: in the fact that you have given uh, a variety of gifts to your church. Um, we don't want to envy. We don't want to be filled with malice and rivalry over the gifts and callings and opportunities of others. Uh, so would you grant us the grace to see it in our own hearts, to see the way it hides behind uh, a concern for so-called justice, um, to see the way it hides in our incessant questions. And then when we see it, when we, when we feel it rise up, when someone else receives something good, would you help us to rest in, hope in, be defined by the grace of God, to be grateful for all things, both ours and others, um, and then to trust that you have bigger and better things for us in the future, that you plan in the end, to graciously give us all things because you've already given us your Son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.